0: What's up? It is Tracy Jackson, also known as the Spiritual Cheerleader, coming to you live with your weekly pep. Welcome to episode 16 of Weekly Pep. On this week's episode, I really want to um, dive into how to deal with um, crippling or overwhelming stress. Um, I read an article earlier this week that was published on um, in various uh, legal publications uh, regarding individuals or a particular individual who had taken his life um, and how his work um, or his fiance felt his work had contributed to him deciding to do that. Um, And it hit home for me because I, number one, have known um, individuals who are in my industry, who I worked with, who have taken their lives. Um, But also uh, as someone who really, really struggled um, with it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't know I was gonna get this um, this overwhelmed so quickly, but um, someone who's really struggled with with those feelings, um, I, you know, just to kind of get you in my headspace. When I was younger, I uh, I remember I had this game called Life and Death: The Brain something like that and um it was you played a surgeon and I literally killed everyone um you know people would be like I have a headache and I'd be like let's operate you know and uh I I killed everyone and I remember saying to myself I never I don't want to be a doctor because I that's too much pressure it's too much pressure on me and I you know I you can't take that back and um I what I didn't know at the time, because I kept saying I want to be an attorney, is to an extent you feel that exact same way as an attorney. In in so many instances, you're made to feel that way, and um, and sometimes it it is, uh, you know, there are mistakes that are made that are soul crushing and like, you know, uh, just irreparable. But for the most part, most things. Can be handled. They can be solved. They can be worked out. And um, I, I feel like, in some sense, the the legal profession lends itself to to putting a lot of pressure on people who already put a lot of pressure on themselves. Many of us who are are in the legal profession are perfectionists. We we grew up type a we grew up um overachievers we grew up um being people who felt like i don't want to make a mistake i don't want to make a mistake that's that's part of what fueled the the desire to get into the legal industry right i mean it's it's an industry that you know um aspirationally is set up to right wrongs, Um, you know, that, I mean, that's at least how I always looked at it, Um, you know, I I mentioned on this podcast before, my first experience, um, and one of the reasons I wanted to be an attorney from, like, literally a young age, age 10, was because I righted a wrong. I, I, I served as the defense counsel for Hansel and Gretel who were on trial for killing the witch who had done them wrong. And I won, showing that they were in the right for, um, you know, they were just defending themselves against this cruel, evil person, right? And that 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 desire to right wrongs is what led me to, uh, ultimately, to my career um, as an attorney. And yet, when I got into my career as an attorney, I, I, you know, even though I, I felt like I'm going in and I'm going to help people, I did such a number on myself um, as a human being that, I, you know, it's not to say like, I regret doing it. I, I don't, I don't. But I just wish I had been more prepared or better prepared for it. And um, I guess this is my, my attempt at that, my attempt at what I wish I knew coming into the legal profession um, and especially uh, into the legal profet- profession uh, in big law and um, for those that are not necessarily familiar with that term, um, big law is just it's simply that it's a, one of these, you know, um, international, uh, sometimes just, you know, regional, um, but but international national law firms who have, you know, upwards of, you know, 300 to 500. People um, across the board. Um, I can say that the firm that I worked for here um, in in Texas, uh, in my in the town that I worked in, it had over three hundred attorneys working in the office um, here, just um, just in my city. And so, uh, to be one of those three hundred, obviously, it's literally a little fish, big pond. Um, and, you know, there, there is this, um, when I, when I got into, you know, working for, you know, a a big law firm or when I was approached about, you know, interviewing and working at a big law firm, I, the people that I, I interviewed with, they really seemed so down to earth. They seemed much like me that I was. I was like, I can do this. I I, I want to do this, um, but I didn't know kind of the other side of it uh, until you get in, and I don't think you really can know until you get in. And I I um, I probably you know shared some of this again in previous podcasts with some levity, um, but you know my first my first week of working. Um, the first Saturday, I was supposed to go to one of the one of the attorneys who she had actually, um, it, you know, interviewed me, uh, or taking me to dinner during my interviews before I even started working there. Before I even started, you know, as like a summer clerk, she had taken me on those interviews, and we had become friends over time. Her and the other um, the other individual had taken me to dinner that night um, we had become like really close friends. So she was having a baby. She invited me to her baby shower that weekend. It was the first weekend that I was going to be working at this firm. And I, I got up that morning, you know, ready to go. I got a call at like 10 AM. Her, her baby shower was supposed to start at around like 12 or 1230. I got a call at 10 AM from my firm saying, Hey, um, we need you to come in. And so I said, okay. I was supposed to go to a baby shower, but I'll just take this gift and I'll be right in. And so that was my first, you know, weekend. That was the first weekend that I did it. I got to work around, um, you know, after taking her gift, I got to work around like 1130. And I <laughs> I stayed there until five the next morning. I got home at five the next morning and I was like, okay, welcome to Big Law. That was my welcome and um you know i i would say it, it it went from there um i i became um very conscious very self-conscious about like my actions um about my work I I felt like I, I was being critiqued on literally everything. Like I would hear, um, I remember, you know, uh, we had had some new associates come in and there was uh, one of the senior associates had come to me and was like, why is she wearing that? Like, that is just, oh, that I, like, who does she, eat? that's, her clothing is just not appropriate and this, that, and the other, and like, I was like, oh my God, are they doing, are they, did they say this, these things about me? Like, oh my God, like, I, I her clothes seem fine. Like, I don't understand, you know? And, um, and so I felt critiqued on everything, everything. Um, I had had, you know, um, reviews on things. I, you know, I remember like, I maybe <laughs> typed something up and like maybe, some commas were missing or i yeah, and i don't even think it was commas um i think it was more like underlines underlines were missing you know like you um in in the legal industry we do a lot of defined terms sometimes those defined terms are underlined sometimes they're not obviously you want to be consistent throughout you know and you know i'm i'm trying to turn this stuff out trying to turn it out quickly and so i i would my biggest thing was I wanna get this out quickly. And so a lot of times I would miss something like an underline or whatever. And so it it was a lesson to me to slow down, um, to slow down and really be really mindful. But because of the fact that so much emphasis was placed on these seemingly minute details, it caused me a ton of stress. So much so that um, I started uh, experiencing symptoms of TMJ, um, which uh, I don't really know. (laughs) Like, what does that stand for? Um, Just know that it's jaw popping. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, because I don't even know how to say this. Temporomandibular joint dysfunction. But basically, my, my jaw would pop. And I went to the dentist, um, and I was telling them, "Hey, my jaw's popping." They were seeing that I was grinding my teeth, um, and so they fitted me for a night guard. I actually, I still wear the night guard, but I haven't experienced the jaw pop since I left that Um, And it was so bad while I was there that I literally had to. Um, I literally had to wear my night guard while I was at work um, because I was so clenching my teeth and grinding that I didn't even recognize it. I didn't even realize I was doing it. Um, and so I would I would wear it at work. Um, I, you know, experienced a lot of um, feeling ostracized. Feeling, I remember ca- saying to myself, like, I feel like I have to prostitute myself. Um, to do this. I feel like I, you know, like this is not, um, you know, how how I want to be working. I feel like if people need my help, they need to ask me. But yet I was having to go to partners and ask for work, which it, it, it was, you know, really did a number on my self-esteem because only certain of us, <laughs> certain ones of us had to do this. And we literally would say, it feels like I'm prostituting myself. I feel like I'm having to like go out there and sell myself to this this partner to use when in actuality, like there's nothing wrong with me. Like, but I, it, it did a number on me. It made me think like my work product wasn't good. It made me think that I wasn't good enough. It did a lot uh, of damage. Um, for my self-esteem, and um, it it caused me a lot of a lot of panic. Um, I I was not the only one that experienced this. I had friends who, you know, seemingly they they you know did well in their you know they weren't having to go around prostituting themselves for work, um, but they would have panic attacks, like literal literal panic attacks, calling like I am you know, in the elevator, crouched down, like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and there's so many stories that are are like this, where you're, you're experiencing unreasonable amounts of stress from the work, and, and not even the work, but the pressure that others are putting on you and the pressure that you're putting on yourself because we're type a perfectionists we want it to be perfect um and you know it, for me you know it, in my experience with you know having these issues with self esteem um it just it like it, it amplified everything that i had ever thought horrible about myself um so much so that i i i became this person that was very very much telling myself the story. I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be doing because, you know, like, this, it doesn't feel good to me. I don't feel like I know enough. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like I can go here or whatever. Like, I I don't feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, But yet, I persisted and fought through it. And, uh, you know, I... I guess you know to an extent. Um, there, there's some truth to me wanting to not be there and and wanting to get away from it. Um, there, there's another truth that I was really good at it. I, I mean, I am really good at it um, to the extent of people telling me, no, like you're a good attorney. Like, don't get it twisted. Just because these couple of people said something that might have been counter to that, you're a really good attorney, um, and so I, it it took me time to try to realize that about myself. And I mean, I still struggle with it even to today. I struggle with it, and um, gosh, I like I have <laughs> these five tips to run through. Um, things like I said that I wish I knew at the time when I was going through this when I was going through big law to help me to not put that pressure on myself and help me to really recognize and realize that I was um, the best the best I could be and like to like not sweat this, not sweat it. Um, but at the time, like I just I really couldn't see it. I didn't see it until after I was out of it. Um, you know, the hey, this is all I could have done. Um, and so the first thing is mistakes happen. It's not the end of the world. It really isn't. Um, and I didn't learn that until I got to one of my last one of the last firms. Um, but it, it, like. The the partners at my initial firm really tried made every mistake seem monumental. Like I said, the fact that you didn't put a freaking underline under a defined term was like, oh, my God, you're you know, this is horrible. How could you have forgotten this? how could you have not capitalized this word? How could you, you know, like it was just, it was everything. Like you might have like a hundred page document and like one underline is missing. And you're, you're, it's like, you're, you know, uh, just the worst person in the world for it. And it's not, it's not to be that like mistakes happen. We're not perfect. We're human. Um, And that's, that's one of the things, right? To err is human. Um, We're human beings. There might be errors. If we want to really, you know, get on that, have somebody proofread it every, every time we do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like I, you, you want this in a set amount of time, there might be mistakes. Uh, And, when you fi- find it, I will correct it. I will read over it and try to correct it. But if we want to turn this out in two seconds, hey, there might be mistakes because I'm rushing to try to get this to you, right? Um, mistakes aren't the end of the world. There really aren't. Um, and they usually can be rectified. Um, it might take some strangling and, 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 and wrangling to get it rectified, but it will be rectified. So that's the first one. The second one is take it one day at a time. This was something that I mentioned um, uh, as well. My mother used to always tell me that. Um, I I would get really, really overwhelmed like in, in law school and elsewhere, and she'd be like, one day at a time. You, you're only one person, you can only do so much, take it one day at a time. Like stop trying to like say, All of these things that you have to do and say, what do I have to do today and uh, tackle that for today? Tomorrow's tomorrow and we can worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Worry about today, today. Um, I can't emphasize that enough. I've spoken about it, like I said earlier, about being present and stuff like that. Like you you really just can only focus on one day Um, and don't overwhelm yourself by focusing on more. Thirdly. Have compassion for yourself, like forgive yourself. I This was the biggest thing. I mean, I'm still learning to do this and Gabby, Gabby Bernstein's book, Judgment Detox has helped me tremendously on this because I am my own worst critic and I am the person that crucifies myself the most. Um, and I had to learn that I have to forgive myself sometimes I make mistakes sometimes I don't see things sometimes you know I'm I'm rushing to get something out and like when I look back over it I'm like oh you know like I should have seen that you know but I gotta let myself off the hook I'm not I'm not perfect you know what I'm saying my dad used to always say <laughs> he says, Jesus is the only perfect human being. <laughs> he was the only one. You know? <laughs> and so he's like, so you're no one no one else on this earth is going to be perfect. We all make mistakes. Have forgiveness for yourself, have compassion for yourself. Um I cannot emphasize this enough. Um number 4, don't take things so personally. This was something that I really did. Um, you know, if somebody came in and said, ah, and said, Why are you doing this? Or why? Are you? I took it as a personal slide against me, when in actuality, they could have had a bad day at home, they could have had an argument with their spouse on the phone, they could have had like a number of different things that happened that influenced how they reacted to me. And I would take everything they said personally, like it's a personal slide against me like they are hating on me Tracy as a person by critiquing me in this way or by saying something in this way don't take it personally absolutely don't take it personally um because you never know where it's coming from you never know what um the issue is and in actuality like again if you if you made one mistake that's not who you are as a person that oh, I can't emphasize that enough. <laughs> I have to say it again. If you make a mistake, that doesn't mean that's who you are as a person. That's something you did. That's not who you are. Okay. And I I had to learn that the hard way. You know that I'm not I'm not a mistake. I'm not I'm not a a, a horrible person because I have I I might make a mistake or I might make an error. I'm not a horrible person for that. And so I can't allow people's attacks of me to make me think I'm something other than what I am. So, um, yeah, don't take things personally. Finally, (laughs) going back again, have compassion for yourself. And in this standpoint, I really want to speak to the self-care component. I didn't do any of this, you know, when I would leave work, when I was at Big Law, I would come home and I would like veg out on the couch. I didn't do a lot of self-care of myself. I didn't do a lot of self-analysis. I didn't, you know, I didn't really, um, I didn't really, I don't even know if I really journaled in that time period. A lot of my, I, I deflected a lot. I deflected, I, um, I put a lot of emphasis on my personal relationships and how I was feeling in those that I really didn't analyze or look at this stuff. I bypassed I um, I met you know I don't want to say medicated but I I sought the easy way out I, I would drink um you know to try to like cure my ills or to not think about things or, um, to just take my mind off of it. I wouldn't allow myself to really think about it. And I feel like I did a lot of damage um, of myself at that time because I really didn't analyze things from the perspective that I'm analyzing them now. And I didn't have these components. you know, these five tips that I'm sharing with you now because I never looked at it. I bypassed it. And when you bypass it, it makes it just that more debilitating when it actually does hit the fan. Um, I'm, you know, like I said, fairly thankful. I kind of had a wake up call when, um, you know, two of the people that I felt were amazing attorneys um, were telling me that they were not going to be at the firm anymore because they were told by higher ups that they their services were no longer needed. And when that happened for them, I immediately started looking for another job um, and got out. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely don't know where I would be had I stayed. Um, I, I'm thankful that I was able to get out um, and go different places and really um, grow my experience level. Um, because I I feel like where I was, I wasn't going to get the experience that I have right now. Um, And, you know, this is not to cut down, uh, you know, big law uh, in totality or anything like that. This is just my experience of it. And, um, you know, obviously there are others out here that can echo my experience, but I just really... I really wanted to do this talk, and sorry it's run a little bit longer, but I wanted to share this talk with you guys because I don't want anyone else to go into this blind. I don't want anyone else to feel this sense of crippling pressure um, of, you know, this perfectionism that we put on ourselves that we just need to let go of. Um, and, and recognize that we're human and that we're doing the best we can do. We're doing the best we can do. And, you know, for someone to make another feel as if they're inferior or um, inadequate because they can't be superhuman and, you know, work 24-7 and, you know, just meet all these deadlines and do all these things um, is, is something that I really want to call out and I really want people to know about. It's not to, like I said, to demonize the industry in any way. It's just to help prepare people that are going into it to know you're 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 amazing. You're an amazing person. You are enough. You um. You are, um, perfect as you are. That doesn't mean that, you know. You must do everything perfectly because you are perfect. Um. So. I hope that that encourages you guys. Encourages you guys this week, um, especially those that are in corporate jobs that are a bit debilitating or overbearing, or um, cause this crippling stress that leads to things like panic attacks and you know night guards and um, you know massive amounts of anxiety and pressure to know that um, there are people out here that are just like you. Um, There are, you know, resources and things that can help you. Um, I'm going to put a couple of those things uh, in my resources, uh, you know, books and things that have helped me, meditations that have helped me. And um, I just, I want to, you know, offer to anyone who, is looking for, you know, a community or places to be able to share freely about this stuff. Um, I have a group on Facebook. It's called Spiritual Gold Diggers. And, um, you know, obviously we talk about, <laughs> I, I usually share a lot um, in there, but it, it, it is a safe space. It's a, a space where you can share these things when you're going through, when you need support, when you need help. Um, and I want more people to to feel comfortable sharing that stuff um, and speaking about that stuff. And I definitely want to speak more to it because I do think this is an area that, that really needs to be addressed and spoken to um, and one that we can't really um, gloss over because we're losing people, literally losing Lives um, because of these issues, and um, I I don't want to lose any more. And so, um, again, even if you don't feel comfortable sharing in that in that group, I, I really would ask that you reach out to me. Obviously, I am not a therapist or anything like that. Um, and uh, if you need that. Um, I, I definitely encourage you to seek that out. Um, but if you're just needing a friend that might understand what you're going through, I'm happy to to be that friend to you um, because I really feel like that's what helped me a lot through my times was just being able to, um, to share, like, this is how I feel, like, um, this sucks. You know, like, I don't know how to do this any better. Um, And just having people say, you're doing you're doing the best you can just keep just keep going. Um, So I, again, hope that you will seek the help that you need, um, that you will reach out if you need it. And um, I hope that this helped you guys this week. And Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for, for listening and good luck to all of you. Have a great one.